If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Welcome back to the Wheelman Pod. Another episode. I'm Matt, as always, with Zach. What's up? We'll be covering NASCAR, as always. We will be doing the Kansas race, a preview for Texas, our Silly Season News, which kind of wraps up, finally, all the uh, moving chairs, as well as any other news of the week. And let's just, I guess, start right off and just hit the Silly Season, because that's finally kind of coming to a close. Yeah, so we had kind of three big, uh, like the three big names, really, or three big rides are kind of... Yeah, figured the, out now. yeah, the last relevant rides yeah. left. So, uh, first off, Kyle Larson's reinstated effective January 1st. Uh, so, he's pretty much going to Hendrick. I don't think there's any yeah, doubt about it's, that. Yeah, it's unofficial at the moment, but it's, all signs are pointing to Hendrick, especially with his last two rides uh, filling up, and there's really been no surprises here. Yeah. Um, I actually have some uh, terms of his reinstatement, though, if you wanted me to list those Oh, off. let's hear them. I've not uh, heard these yet. Yeah, so he has to attend several more speaking engagements through 2023. Of course. Um, more training and... Um, like sensitivity like, training? Like sensitivity training yeah, yeah, yeah. through 2023. And uh, he has to attend other youth coaching and mentorship opportunities. All right. So, through 2023. Well, damn, that's locked up with the Hendrick contract, too. I guess it was paired together. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Kyle Larson in the next three years. And it's not official yet for, like, what he's going to move to, a car number, but definitely sounds like the five, which we were hoping for. That would be so sweet. So it's, yeah. it's good to see that hopefully coming back for Hendrick. And then we don't know anything about sponsors yet, but I assume not many. I assume it's be a lot of, like, Bowman's car this year, how there's a lot of, like, Chevy parts or, like, Chevy manufacturing around it, but I don't know mm-hmm. because they had, like, the – cut ties in the running of the year but it's definitely interesting maybe we see a lot of the the byron hendrick like uh dealership car i don't know yeah but he, he needs I, something I like that in the the acronis because they just got a cronus too oh, yeah. i think bowman's running that car this week uh but yeah i mean this is kind of probably about two months ago i don't think anybody thought this was really gonna happen and within the last two months it's gone from like it kind of basically just got itself spoke into existence i thought he was gonna have to take that uh transition ride like the 32 or you know kind Agreed. of kind of like wait a year out and then jump into a high-end ride but it's definitely good for him and probably good for the sport honestly because he's been a very talented driver yeah. and it's definitely good seeing him get a nice ride uh, i guess the l- next big high ride would be the the 14 which is kind of rumored with larson but uh that was finally filled up at Stuart Haas. yeah he uh <laughs> i know we talked about the video of him like at tony stewart tony stewart's house chase briscoe by the way yeah, chase briscoe Holy shit! Tony Stewart's house is awesome. Was it in Indiana? In that, in that video, whatever that, wherever that video was, wherever they were, I'm pretty sure it was Tony Stewart's house. Yeah, was, I'm assuming it's in Indiana. I'm assuming that I'm pretty sure you could have like make a hundred thousand dollars a year and have that kind of house in Indiana. That's valid. Yeah, I didn't know where it was. I, I don't know. I was, I was assuming it was. I have no, no. idea. It could be North Carolina. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, very awkward video. If anybody you guys want to watch it, it's on everybody's Twitter. Uh, but I this is we'll, we'll retweet it. Yeah. This is a pretty. I, I think this was the most obvious move of silly season, pretty much. Like, yeah. I think Boyer out was almost guaranteed. Guaranteed, and Briscoe into the fourteen. I mean, Briscoe has nine wins this year, sixteen top fives, and weird stat. This, 
I didn't actually fact check it, but I trust anything that anything is told to me. It's on the internet, right? Uh, yep. Um, this was the first time, not 2020, Chase Briscoe came back to the same team with the same crew and the same, like, car. Like, the same everything. That was the first time in his career. He had back-to-back seasons with the same team. Oh, when he was in the X-Fandy last two seasons? Yeah. So, and just make, making this jump to NASCAR, it's the same team. I'm sure he's going to bring a lot of the same guys with him. And yeah, I don't. I don't it, think they've announced the crew chief yet. No, they. I don't think they have either. Cause it's uh, uh it Booger Ravage. Yeah, 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 Booger Ravage. Um, I can't imagine he's gonna come back. No. To that. Uh, so three years of the same team. This guy's on rails in Xfinity right now. Uh, he should be. I think if he was in this class, he'd probably be the the best rookie. Next Ooh. next year. I think he's by far going to be. Uh, this I think this year's class is actually pretty good. I think I'm a big Reddick fan of like talent wise. Like he has a lot of like we kind of talk about Larson. I think Reddick has a lot of those same he's qualities. A yeah. So we'll see in the long run because it's still his like rookie year. But Briscoe definitely is talented, and like I said, he's a natural fit. He was uh, from Indiana. His idol growing up was Tony Stewart. Raced for Stewart Haas. That was like, the easiest. Like just connect the dots. Yeah. Put him in the car. Yep. Uh, and finally, we have my boy Eric Jones. The, Whoa, we were worried for a second <laughs> to the Richard, the Richard Petty Motorsports Forty Three car. Um, they're keeping Jerry Baxter was Bubba Wallace's crew chief last year. He's staying, um, and he has he had some ties with like when Jones was in the Truck Series. So apparently, they like know each other or something. I don't know. Uh, whatever, fine. If it works, then. Cool if it doesn't just get rid of the guy. Godspeed. Yeah, I mean it can't be worse than. Maybe you could parlay this move like Rolla did to the forty-three to a, the ten car or something because. So well, yeah. that's, that's the issue though. <laughs> is it's rumored to be a multi-year contract. I did see that actually. Um, it could be like a the Debudetto multi-year contract. Just though. every year is it's a op- team option, yeah, a team or, option, but it's player options where you can be like, do it no. Yeah, I think I'm, if you're going, if, if you're going to Richard Petty, you get player options. The one big thing I've seen with these contracts is uh, just in the side, and we talk about all, like every week how all the salaries are down due to COVID and just due to the current like sport landscape. And I heard Larson's taken basically like a rookie pay scale for yeah. this his first year because like they're treating him as a rookie, even though he's not kind of thing because of his <laughs> his his issues over yes. the year. <laughs> and then Briscoe's obviously a rookie, Chastain's a rookie. That's two cheap contracts moving up. And I heard Jones didn't really fetch that big contract because he didn't have any sponsors. It's kind mm-hmm. of left to dry. But it's definitely interesting how guys have been like taking less or have to bring a lot of sponsors with them to really fill these rides. And Jones, that's the reason why he probably was stuck out there for so long. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like if you don't have, if you're not bringing money with you, then you are viewed as less, even if you're a superior driver. Right. Like outside of Larson, Jones is probably the best driver on the market. Agreed. And you don't really see a guy like I think we've brought it up before. Like the and, last time we had a like, like uh, guy, I'll take your point there. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> at like, like Logano, at like the same age when he uh, left Gibbs, went to Penske. Yep. And arguably upgraded at the time. Yeah. Um, he, well, I think the one big thing with Logano was he went from being like the the black sheep there. I don't know, maybe not a black sheep, but he was the guy that. They still had like Carl Edwards, Kyle Busch, and Denny Hamlin were three like title contenders, and then you had this like rookie come in. Everyone calls is the best prospect in like ten years, and mm-hmm. he doesn't succeed. And then that's when everyone's just like, oh, like kind of gets like lost in the shuffle. Where at Penske, they're like, dude, no, like we're two cars here. 
We're going to like invest in you. We want to have you succeed. We'll give you all the tools. You're not going to be like casted away because you're in a stable of like other Hall of Fame drivers. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know why you'd want to go to the 20 car. You kind of just get cast away. Like you get the worst, the worst of the worst of the fucking crew, the pit crew. Like your crew chief's still probably the lowest of the four. Kenseth like, had a couple of years when he was pretty damn good. I thought the 19s ones was kind of cast away for a little bit because Edwards is always a weird fit it gives, and then Truex obviously is just a weird situation. Like yeah, th- he, he's just there because he knows that they've good equipment. Yeah, and yeah, I mean Truex, I feel like just kind of got to handpick who he wanted to. It wasn't like a collaborative effort. So yeah. they Truex's crew just probably like just like fucks off after each week. <laughs> like they don't even go back to the same facility. They just have like a fucking warehouse off it, to the side it's like this it says like denver mattress like the old school furniture <laughs> row in front of it and like go back to denver like, yeah it's just all over it uh i guess the only other guy we really have sitting here was uh ty Dillon and Corey LaJoy. i don't know i'm trying to look through the list here i don't see many other people kind of yeah. hanging out we, we might be watching them on uh saturdays next week or yeah next year, and I mean. the xfinity yeah so I actually think Ty Dillon will end up in the Xfinity just because I don't see any of their rides. Like, the other rides that technically are available, it looks like, are all kind of already spoken for. The 32 is open, which is LaJoy's old ride. The 34 with McDowell looks like he's going to resign. The 38 with Nemechek looks like he's going to resign. And the 37 with Priest, he's probably come back too. And the second Spire car is a question mark, but for the most part, it looks like everything's kind of like, I don't know, set up now for next year. Yeah, and... uh it was weird, like, a bunch of things would happen and then nothing for, like, two weeks. And then, like, now we got everything settled, and I was really stressed out about Eric Jones <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, but he's yeah. been – I this was kind of bound to happen. Like, Hendrick, it just didn't make sense. Like, they needed to bring sponsors. They haven't actually announced any sponsors for Eric Jones, which is probably just going to be the same – same cars. World, worldwide tech yeah and STP, victory junction Air force yeah 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 just those um which is fine i mean i i think it's gonna be good for him just to get a hundred percent of the attention uh he's not gonna be competitive um i saw but some, he yeah. had, like you sent me that article that was, that was that, yeah those, those i mean you can list them off but there his stats are actually kind of crazy but he just doesn't have like the results that would back those stats up. Yeah, so there's just like I think it's motorsports analytics or something like that. I can like I can post it too if people want to look at the details of it. But it was something like the uh, average speed of the 43 car this year was like 25th in the field. But if you use like every driver in an equal car, Jones has never finished like worse than 12th best driver. Like it's always like crazy analytical things you see in like baseball, like wins above replacement or like NFL is quarterback rating, things like that, or pro football focus ratings, things like that, just a NASCAR version of it. Basically it was speaking that the forty three car is a significant downgrade, but Jones can maybe like turn that twenty fifth place car to eighteenth. Mm-hmm. And it's like that overachiever we talk about every week. So he's definitely a prime candidate for that. Yeah. And the problem with that though is you don't get the sponsor attention that you probably deserve. So yes, you're you are an upgrade and you're riding better, uh, and like you're improve the entire organization, but you're still finishing like 18th and sponsors like Bubba Wallace is kind of an outlier. Yeah, Eric Jones isn't going to be getting those DoorDash sponsors. No. Like, just calling them and like trying to get on the car. Oh, so the last thing I have about Jones, I saw a thing that he's the only driver in the history of NASCAR to win Rookie of the Year in three different series, and he did it three years in a row. Yeah, he's sweet. Yeah, it's my boy. It, it was crazy how you literally went from like truck to Xfinity to Cup, like boom, 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 and it was just like 
respectable or very good in each one of them. So yeah. it's it's definitely good to see like he's not completely out of the shuffle. Just gonna be a little bit of like a uh, I don't know, like a grace period maybe, or mm-hmm. you just don't expect any like top fives consistently here. No, no. So. You know, it would have been cool to go uh, or see him go back to the seventy-seven though. Ooh, yeah, but in the spire instead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's just let's go jump into the playoffs here. We're gonna talk about the package after we go through the Kansas recap because we have to. It's so depressing. It's definitely been a talking point all over just NASCAR media in the last week. Uh, we've had our thoughts for a while, but I guess now everyone's kind of hopped on uh, our train of that. It's it's questionable package, and sure. we hope I, to see an end. Yeah, I'm not really sure what took so long. Uh, basically, what's are we up, the only ones that watch every race? I'm not sure. Maybe actually, know. but <laughs> just just it was a recipe for disaster at Kansas because you already had that low downforce package where you kind of like. In the 550 horsepower engines, you kind of limit the speeds, and like it's more of a drafting kind of situation. And you throw in at Kansas, it was in the 40s, like that. that that's it's cold freezing. for a NASCAR race. Freezing. Uh, it's cold for like a normal day, and it was 50 degrees like lower time or 40 50 degrees lower temperature than the race they had in the summer. So you couldn't even bring your same car or same setup. You'd adjust everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lower temperatures end up having a lot higher grip for the cars which, again, enables drivers to hold position better because they're not sliding through the turns anymore. They're able to hold their line and, again, just creates just a bottleneck the whole time. Yeah, also known as not exciting racing. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I will say with great racing, though, was that the opening few laps and all the restarts with this package was was absolutely phenomenal for, like, 10 laps. Agreed. You'd have, like, two or three wide consistently. You might gain three spots and lose three spots. So that aspect was really cool. Like, if we had a green-white checkered, I was definitely for it. But the racing in between, or, like, the racing after, I should say, was just, it was tough. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah, it's like they created this package for, like, their average viewers who will probably watch the restart and then kind of just zone off or something during the long green flag yeah. run and then tune back in. That's what this package is for. I also remember they first put it out for the All-Star Race a couple of years. I think it was a 2018 All-Star Race. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching, but this actually is pretty good racing. It's pretty cool. No one's really pulling, pulling away. But, like, there's good battles. And I don't know if the team is just, like, it was so new to them. They, they didn't know what to do with it. And now that's, like, a commonplace. You're starting to see the teams, like, rise to the top or other teams kind of, like, figure out how to get around it. And I think now we're starting to see, like, oh, God, these teams are smart. This package sucks. Started off not too, too bad, and now we're, like, in the, okay, we got to change this. Yeah, we, we reached the peak of this package, and now we've gone back to just, like, the how it was before, where, like, the good guys are at the top. They're yeah. just a little bit closer together now. Yeah. So, cutting back to the race, we have the biggest news before the race was Truex was the only one really fail inspection that was of note. He had to start in the back. Uh, on the pole was the nine, Chase Elliott. He led every single lap to the competition caution, and it was like gave me some hope because I did bet on Truex, and he went from the back <laughs> of the field to 12th. He was flying. In 25 laps. He was flying. And I was right just there. like, okay, when you fail inspection, you're Martin Truex Jr., usually it means you have a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. Also, during the, I didn't see this when we watched it the, the, like the first time on Sunday. I went back and watched the highlights uh, yesterday, and Truex – uh, crew said he had the best car they brought all year to any track. I'm just like, oh, okay, I missed this. If I ever heard that pre-race, I'd probably throw more money on him. Thank God yeah. I didn't. But I was just like, okay, <laughs> you'd love to hear that. And yeah, he, that would have been, <laughs> uh, been detrimental. That would have been detrimental. 
the first pit stop was at that competition caution. Uh, Byron took only two tires, and he was like the first one to really try some strategy to get to the front. As the race went on, almost instantly, didn't work out very well for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the only big issue we had during that was Kurt got a speeding penalty, but um, he was able to work his way back for a little bit, so it didn't hurt him too bad, but it definitely sucks getting shuffled back in the field. Uh, when Byron took those two tires, it basically allowed Harvick to almost instantly just kind of <laughs> get around him and take the lead. And it was kind yeah. of a, Harvick was definitely a, like a top tier car all day long. Uh, the other really th- issues we had during this was Chase had like the whole day, and it started in this, again right in the stage one that he had radio issues where he couldn't hear his spotter, or couldn't hear the pit crew or his crew chief. Whatever he said, he, I don't know what was going on. I guess yeah. they were, like, t- trying to plug things in, turn things off. I don't know. It was not working well for him. Yeah, that whole situation was really weird because if you have a radio issue at all, like, NASCAR is on it and you have to bring it down immediately because you have to be able to hear your spotter. You have to be able to talk yeah. to your crew chief. And, like, I, I don't know if you, like, you want to get into this later, too, but, like, NASCAR pretty much said, like, we didn't know it was this bad. Like, how, how do you not know? Like, he's like, oh, the, the, whatever the guy's name, I can't remember the guy's name. But he did a press conference on it. And like, yeah, we thought that it sounded like that Chase and his spotter were talking to each other. No, like, it, what do you mean? It's like, what do you mean? It sounded like they were. That's the biggest cover. If Chase was not in the playoffs, they would have taken him. Like, they for sure to Brown down. One hundred percent. Because it's Chase Elliott, NASCAR's most popular driver. Because he's in second place. Because he's a playoff driver. I felt like they're like, we can't, we can't do this. There's no way. If yeah. we do this, we're going to so much backlash. We already have problems as it is. We know his package sucks. <laughs> it's just yeah. like... <laughs> and th- thank God Chase is a good enough driver to, like, actually check his mirrors and not crash anybody. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, <laughs> imagine if this happened to, uh, say, a Ryan Newman. Do you think Ryan Newman... Oh, no, dude. Newman put the... No. Newman would be... I want to say maybe, like, a like a John Hunter. I, well, I think Newman would actually go faster. I think he would get distracted by the talking... So he would be like, "Oh, it's pretty quiet. I can really he, tune he, into the car." Newman's here. probably that guy that has like the silent radio for like thirty straight laps. Like this thing's still on. He's like, "Shut the fuck up, yeah, <laughs> dude! Just, I'm driving out here. Like, like, I'm in the zone. You don't hear me talking to you while, I'm, while you're <laughs> dude, driving, Dick. If I'm in pit lane, you don't hear me telling you how to fucking make the pit stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, so you do your job, dude. <laughs> uh, speaking back to Chase here, he actually retook the lead, fifteen to go in stage one from Harvick, and Harvick kind of looked like uh, Charlotte two. Uh, in those, uh, I guess it's like spring, summer, if everybody remembers that. It was a weekday race. Harvick looked like he'd buy for the best car, but it was really just a short-run car. And then he like, fell from like first to tenth in like ten laps. Yeah. And that kind of happened here. He fell from first to about eighth at the end of the stage. Elliott ended up winning the stage. And then stage points are kind of playing a part now with like the, as far as we go down in the playoffs, you need every point you can get. We have Elliott, Kozlowski, Hamlin, Blaney, Jones. He made a nice little top five there. Then you round up with uh, Bowman, Harvick, Truex, Logano, Kyle Busch. Truex was flying through this, but he, I guess, had issues putting tape on his car, which is a recurring theme of this race. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny, too, because after this happened, Parker Klingerman came on and said something about the tape, and then Cole Pern went on Twitter and fucking roasted his ass. Yeah. But then it ended up, like, the tape, like, later in the race, the tape ended up actually being an issue. <laughs> well, so Parker was kind of right in his chuddiness. Well, I was watching it, though. Well, I'll agree with, like, both of them, because I think tape was an issue. But also, when I was watching it, Truex's restarts were horrible. Every restart, I don't know how you always, it gets the Chew's Cone's his fault. He was always in the bottom line. 
Yeah. That line went nowhere. I unless, don't know. Unless you were second place where, like, you were that first kind of inside, your line was going nowhere, and you'd always pick the inside. I'm like, what are you – come on, dude. Yeah, that didn't really make any sense to me. Like, it, there's always one line that you want to be on. I guess it has to do with where you'd be on the track, too. Cause, you can gain some spots. Yeah, but then you just immediately lose them anyway. So, I guess yeah. it, it didn't really matter for – whatever Truex tried to do, it just didn't work. Oh, Maybe I'm, if you had tape on the door. I'm a big Blaney guy, of course, mm-hmm. and he is one guy who I have noticed who always picks the inside when he can to gain spots. And I actually think he's pretty good at retaining those positions, which is one thing I love to see. And he, he probably was, like practices that shit. I think I think they have to. Yeah. But he was doing it all day long, where especially in the beginning and middle part of this race, he was in the top three like the whole race to start off, mm-hmm. and he was always taking the inside line. And he was giving good battles, and it was just uh, it's good to see at least someone try something different and not just kind of like, hey, let's all pick the outside and just sit out here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, going back to Jones too, Jones looked fast. Yeah, like he looked really, really good. I thought he was going to be. Uh, he should have. He should have finished in the top seven, like he has been doing, or top five, whatever. Yeah. But like, he had a very good car. I don't have the data in front of me for it, but I think I, mean, I was looking at the fastest laps in the loop data. I'm pretty sure Jones had like 15 fastest laps for the whole race, and that's pretty good, especially for the issues he had later. So mm-hmm. like. Having those fastest laps early shows that like, he had a lot of speed, especially the unloading in the race. Yeah, agreed. Uh, going back to the race, at the end of stage one, uh, I guess the I guess start of stage two, I should say, Hamlin won the race off pit road, and Elliott still had those uh, poopy radio mm-hmm. uh, issues. Where it, like, <laughs> like it, it's so crazy because like NASCAR radios, I feel like are the shittiest radios to begin with. Oh my god, you said that was like. I'm four tires. All right, dude, I can't fucking hear what yeah. you're saying. I don't know what the like, fucking word you're like, saying. Formula One figured it out. They'll transcribe what the radio transmissions are. Yeah. On the screen, NASCAR, like, get it together, guys. Like, just have it. Just well, they do that afterwards. They have the what's that show called? They have that. Oh that, yeah. They have that yeah. show, and it's actually really cool. They actually transcribe and stuff. Yeah, you you and have the technology for it. Yeah. They just, I guess it's too much to do it live. But well, just all you have to do, do a do tape is, delay. Well, they delay it usually anyway. It's what usually, the hell? It's usually a delayed yeah. radio communication. Yeah. Turn they like interview. subtitles on my TV. Yeah. Unless Jeff Gordon buzzes into Truex after he wins a stage, and the Truex <laughs> ends up finishing ninth because <laughs> he blew a tire. Like, oh, thanks, Jeff. I was trying to focus, dude. Uh. The one thing I really was looking at during this race where I didn't notice it the first time, really, but after watching the results of the race and you kind of see, like, oh, we should have seen this coming, was that second place had a very big issue passing the leader, especially on these, like, equal tires, uh, you know, just, like, set up next to each other. Blaney was behind Denny Hamlin for 25 laps. The whole time, he was under three-tenths of a second behind him. He went high, he went low in the middle, he could not pass any Hamlin, and it really should have been like, oh, we should have watched that and been like, I hope this doesn't happen later, and of course we got it, but yeah. it was a foreshadowing of what the race is going to be like later on. Yeah, and uh, I don't want people to get confused, like, that's, it's not good racing, like, it's close racing, but if you have no opportunity to pass a guy and it's 100% because of the car package, it's not good racing. He could even get, like, side-by-side side for a exactly. pass, he really was like... He got up to his bumper and, like, stall out. Yeah. Uh, then this actually led into the green flag stops. It kind of split stage two in half. Jones was the first one to pit, and they said that he had some sort of, like, grill damage or a hole in his grill or something, and that was the first thing of his day that kind of, like, shook it up a little bit. Yeah. I So, watching it, watching it back, I think he got into Logano at some point. That was later on. That was later on? Yeah. Okay, so then I don't remember this happening. Like, I remember seeing him hit Logano, but when he hit Logano, he didn't have any damage. This, 
like I don't remember this at all. They didn't mention it yeah, at all in the broadcast. They they when they pit they brought it up that if we didn't have the audio on I think, but they said he they think he had a hole in his grill, so he probably hit something where I don't know some flew in his car or something. Or he, yeah. I don't know, but they said he probably had a, they said he had a hole in his grill. Debris, dude. Yeah. God damn it. And then uh, the other big thing from this was when um, Harvest complained his car did not run well in dirty air, mm. which is again foreshadowing. more <laughs> foreshadowing for the end of this race. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, the first actual caution happened in stage two, which was good. It was only 18 to go, and this is when uh, it was Kenseth slid up on Jones, and he was not clear, and I mean, he it, thought he was clear. Par for the course. And he just absolutely just destroys the wall. He's out for race. Jones has some right side damage and some grill damage, but it actually didn't look that that bad. I thought Jones would be done, and he actually kind of recovered pretty well for the rest of the race, but yeah. it looked like it would be much worse than that. Uh Outside of that, everyone pit. Uh, ex- well, I guess some guys pit, some guys didn't pit. The guys that pit were like, Chase was not supposed to pit. It's like the whole radio issues where he was not supposed to bring it down. He brought it down, took two tires, and Alan Gustafson was just like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, I can't hear you. <laughs> Maybe NASCAR should have took that as like a heads up of they, they, he can't yeah. hear him. When when the driver's literally yelling out of the window, I can't hear you, dude. Like, hey, maybe uh, there's <laughs> maybe a radio issue. Imagine like the – the crew, like the pit crew, just like standing there, like, "Oh, where, where's Chase? He's not staying out with the pace car." And then he just like pulls, <laughs> pulls right into the the fucking stall. They're like, "Oh shit!" Fill, oh, fill shit. her up. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> well, the crazy thing too was with all this, like they're talking about on the broadcast. They had all of them actually like in studio, like at the track for the first time I think since quarantine. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. But the whole time they're like, "Oh yeah, he's got to like." bang the roof for a two-tire stop or, like, bang the door for a four-tire or, like, something like that. It was like, oh, if your car's loose, you got to, like, I don't know, they're doing all these, like, hand signals and stuff. I'm like, you're trying to tell me NASCAR's not a sign that he can't hear anything or like, communicate? <laughs> the dude is going back to caveman <laughs> techniques. Like, banging the door for four tires. What's next? He's going to do a circa Dale Earnhardt Sr. and pull, like, during a caution, get out of his car and fucking wipe off his, his, yeah. his windshield. Or, like, are we going to have guys standing on the side of the road holding up their lap times and if they're pitting or not? On a chalkboard? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing right keep now? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? Uh, Harvick did pit, took four tires, uh, Chase took two, but everyone's kind of stayed out, and Harvick just looked quick of the four tires and tires weren't a huge huge thing all day but it definitely helped for those uh faster cars yeah when harvick took four tires and like was near the front he was going to get to first and he was going to drive away i think the pit stop put him around that like seventh eighth range uh so like the first you know six guys stayed out some guys stayed yeah. out whatever everyone else kind of pit behind them uh stage two again was the foreshadowing as we saw the leader hold off second place for like eight, ten laps, whatever it was, but it was only eight, ten laps left for the stage, Mm -hmm. and Harvick had fresh tires, he had a really good car, and he just could not pass the 11, and the 11 just did the same thing we've seen all day, the leader can just kind of put a wall up, and you can't get the clean air to pass him, and the 11 took stage two, followed by a Harvick, Blaney again, Bowman, Elliott, BK, Dibdado, Truex, there's Kurt, nice bounce back, and Mm -hmm. Boyer. Yeah, we'll get to Kurt in a little bit, but tough day for Kurt. Yeah. Uh, going into stage three, again, we have more strategy. We had the 22 and the 10 both took two tires. So they thought they won the race off pit road, but just kidding. The 18 took no tires. There's the 18. And he stays out and he ended up taking the lead here. This is the first time we really saw Logano in the top three, I guess. Cause he started off getting qualified second due to like the, the mm-hmm. formula and he kind of 
faded back. Like I only have him down for two stage points for the for the whole race. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of like, weird. To get good strategy on their part. Maybe they they seen that clean air or something, but or made some nice adjustments. But he was definitely not a contender, really. Yeah, I don't really remember seeing Logano at all for the first two stages, really. Like on on TV, they didn't really talk about him at all. No. And Truex had to put more tape on because his tape flew off again. It is now, if you're counting at home, that's his third pit stop that he's tried to get this tape issue taken care of because it was too cold for the tape to stick. But it's funny because he was the only car in the field that had this issue. So I don't know what's going on. Hey, the guy who puts the tape on, like, hey, maybe just, like, wipe it off a little, like, wipe off the grill a little bit or something. Is it a coincidence that the only guy to fail inspection also can't put tape on his car? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we should check that car out. Hmm. Some sort of... uh, substance on the front of the mm, car never know mm. just throwing out there that's just a Dude, I'm, possibility look, we're just connecting dots uh <laughs> so harvick actually got around logano pretty easily getting harvick fresh tires guy only those two tires yeah uh kyle bush was just like thanks for going out there i guess <laughs> i don't know he kind of fit, fell back a little bit to like the like the bottom half the top 10 uh first issue for a playoff driver actually happened outside that speeding penalty for uh kurt and that was when Denny ended up smacking the wall. He was right around fifth place. He had a pit under green because of it because they thought he might have like a, a tire rub or like a, a right rear going down. He went down to 29th place one lap down. And about 10 laps later, again, Kurt, here we go. I'm bringing him up after he kind of bounced back from that speeding mm-hmm. penalty. He was running comfortably on top 10. And then he blew an engine, which is really rare to see yeah. nowadays. I remember like growing up watching it, you'd see that. But... Or you see it from like – the 49 or something like that. Yeah, it'll like, it finch him. Yeah, like some car that is like a 2018 Toyota, but you don't see it from Hendrick. Like, you don't see Hendrick engines at all. Yeah, you even hear Kurt in the, the press uh, interview after the incident, like the, mm-hmm. the care center, all that shit, the garage. He was just like, yeah, I mean, we were running pretty good. We needed all the points where they go for the win. Uh, I was happy with the car, and I don't even blame Hendrick. This, is, to me, is just like a freak incident. It's never happened. So it just sucks for him being in the playoffs, and he was still in it, but. I don't know, 200 drivers left to, could be a sabotage. <laughs> could be. Yeah, definitely could be. You I mean, there, there have been sabotages in NASCAR before. Remember Daryl Waltrip Racing. The, I think oh, the and, spin game. Oh, and Boyer spun out for yeah. – I think for it was for Truex. Yeah. 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 5-6. That was a throwback. The old Napa 56 Truex. Yeah. What a random car. That was a – not a good car. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was not a good car. No. Uh, going back to the race and Truex, actually. His mm. tape flew off again. So they put tape on his car. <laughs> And it flew off again. That's probably what fucking Jones ran over. Put a hole through the grill. All the tape. There's a tape ball. Yeah. There's all of Truex's tape just in a ball. <laughs> uh, there was a caution for a, a Kurt's engine blowing. Uh, at that time, Harvick was first over BK by about five seconds. Yeah. And this is with 70 laps to go. Danny took the wave around to get back in the lead lap. Everyone else pit. Harvick won the race off pit road. Uh, so, again, he kind of started checking out from the field. But then the last caution day happened about 20 laps after that with 48 to go. Reddick, who's known for you know, running that high line, trails the wall, causes that last caution. Happens to the best of them. And the one thing that kind of confused me, though, was they called a caution for Reddick here, but then eight laps later-ish, or ten laps later-ish, Jimmy did like the same thing, in my opinion, and they didn't call a caution. I don't know. It's very consistent with guys hitting the wall and them calling cautions or not. But when Reddick hit the wall, everyone pit. Uh, Denny got fresh tires, so put him back in the same cycle as everybody else. And the most important thing was the 22 won the race off pit road over the four. Mm-hmm. And he was able to take that outside line. Harv took the inside. 
And it looks like Logano didn't check out from the field on the restart, but just I think it was Blaney, Bowman, and Harvick were second through fourth, and Harvick just couldn't clear them. So for like five laps, when he thought he had them, like one of them would draft each other. He was stuck on the inside. They get in his quarter, side draft him, bring him back. Then he finally got around them all, about 40 to go, and that's when Jimmy hit the wall. And then for the next 40 laps, it looked like every single lap was the same thing. Logano would just drive his race. I'm, I'm not yelling Logano at all. It's actually pretty good driving. It's just so mm-hmm. frustrating. We know Harvick's faster, and because of the package, he could, could not get around him. So for 40 laps, he was just like Blaney and Hamlin in the race. He was like three, four tenths every single lap, and then he could not make a pass or get side by side, and it was like brutal watch. We even had third place. BK at one point and Bowman at the end of the race both got up to like under a second of them two mm-hmm. and almost made things really interesting, but it kind of faded back. It was just like, I don't know. It it was so tough to watch when you didn't have any kind of like side by side, like I said, or getting close to him or any. It was just you couldn't even get that close to him because the fucking dirty air and the, the gap. Yeah, it was. Uh, this package really suits Joey Logano's uh, driving style because he likes the block. Oh, puts the Nikolai Hale Boomin wall up. Yeah, and he can't get past even if he doesn't block the guy. So like, this is perfect for Joey Logano. That guy was practicing this early in the race when he was free-falling in that first uh, stage. He was blocking guys in, like, eighth place. Mm-hmm. It's like, Joey, just let's let it go, dude. Yeah. Like, let's let it go. I don't understand. Like, just just let him go. It's so early in the race. Like, you're, you're about to, like, risk. <laughs> you're about to risk your entire race and your playoff hopes on just blocking a guy from getting to eighth place. I understand. Yeah, it, it was it was tough to watch. Um, I don't. Do you have a top ten in you? Yeah. Uh, first was Logano. Second was Harvick. Third was Bowman. Fourth was Keselowski. Fifth was Kyle Busch. Good day. Yeah. Um, sixth was Chase Elliott. Seventh was Blaney. Eighth was Byron. Ninth was Truex, and tenth was Christopher Bell. So in that final pit stop, I, I didn't note it here, but I will say that Truex actually put tape on the car. And then when he get, put the tape on the car, contrary to popular belief, he said, we have no speed. Mm-hmm. Usually the tape's supposed to add speed, and it did not for him. No, very weird. Yeah. It's so, almost like that there's a reason his car didn't pass inspection. Yeah, so I don't know. It, that was a tough race for him. Uh, the package, like, we were not a big fan. We didn't really be big fans of it at all in these mile and a half. And at least NASCAR's kind of listened to the fans for next year, adding like, extra road courses. Uh, trying out that dirt race, uh, adding some new tracks we've seen before, and they kind of limit some of these mile-and-a-halves, especially at, like, Kentucky, which is a snooze fest. Mm. And they also are changing some of the mile-and-a-halves. I think, like, Darlington's one for sure, that they're using the 750-horsepower low-downforce package. Gives the drivers a lot more freedom to do what they want instead of having to run the same line, same drafting style. So that's good to see. Uh, outside of that, like I say, definitely is shaking up the playoffs now. We had the 22s locked in. Mm-hmm. Harvick's pretty comfortable. Hamlin's got a little work to do. He bounced back to finish 15th, which was pretty good for, uh, you know, putting on the green. Yeah. Uh, I think third is uh, – you, uh, you actually yeah, – yeah. yeah, I got it. Yeah, so like you said, Logano advanced. Harvick's 41 points ahead. Uh, he actually kind of like lost points, though, to fifth place. Yeah. I think he lost almost he like did. 20 points to fifth place. Yeah. Um, Denny is third. He's 20 points ahead. Kozlowski's fourth, eight points ahead. Now, Chase got totally fucked by Logano winning because yes. he's currently out. He's eight points back. Uh, Bowman is 27 points back. Truex is 31 points back. And Kurt basically needing Need a win next week 
or the uh, the week after, I guess, uh, is 73 points back. Do you know what's crazy is like, Bowman ran third, and I have him at the stages. He, I know he finished uh, – oh, no, I don't have my sheet anymore. Let's see here. So Bowman was running – he finished fourth in the second stage, and he finished was that sixth in the first stage. And this guy and then finished third in the race, and this guy's still, what, 30 points back from the yeah. cut lines? Like, that's a tough day. I think even BK <laughs> finished uh, fourth, and he lost points, too. Yeah. That's how much big of a shakeup it was Logano winning. Just everyone was like, wow, you and me running good days, throw me out. Because I, if, Logano, if Logano didn't win, I think he would probably be seventh. Like, he'd be around where Bowman and Truex are right now. Yeah. And then now it puts a little doubt in Hamlin. Uh, I think he, they're good enough to the they'll fight through it but if mm. something random happens and we kind of talked about early a couple weeks ago how he has these recurring issues of missing pit road or maybe a speeding penalty or a loose lug if something like that happens 20 points is not a lot no is rick Allen tell you that's 20 positions <laughs> he'll, he'll remind you of that <laughs> very very way too excited <laughs> to remind you you could lose that yeah. very quickly or if that happens and you lose state let's say you, even if you lose a stage though and let's say, like, Bowman finishes second. That's when you're like, oh, shit. Like, nah, <laughs> that's not ideal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, want to get into some segments. Oh, that's, let's jump right into the segments. Uh, we'll start the move of the day. I'm going to let you lead off here. Yeah, so my move of the day was uh, Chad Fincham. Ooh, oh. I think, his, I think his first name is Chad. C. Fincham. C. Fincham. I, think, I think it's Chad. It's Chad or Casey. I'm not totally sure. I think it's Chad. Um, in the old 49 car. Great car. He started 40th and finished 39th. Now, he did not finish the race, but... He came back on the track. I, I saw that. Uh, he did, but he only ran 10 more laps than Matt Kenseth. So that's why he finished 39th. However, way to go, C. Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of the guy. Yeah. Definitely definitely good to see him on the tracks. I haven't seen him all year, actually. No, yeah. In, very the, in the 49 car, uh, not a terrible car. Looking car? Looking car, yes. Okay. Performance? <laughs> not what, idea. Better than Kenseth, but not idea. Okay. Uh, you got any more? Oh, no, that was it. I have Harvick. He had to get around in stage two, the 13, who was pitting, and he'd do the old reminiscent, I think it was Johnson at Dover, where you're running the bottom line, then the guy, like, didn't signal or something. You're just like, oh, shit. And you have to, like, <laughs> swerve out of your lane and then stay in the throttle. And so Harvick did one of those, but, of course, he's a robot. He's to the whole, like, reroute, reroute, reroute. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Proceed to the route. <laughs> And then my other one was the Logano pit crew slash TJ Majors. I just thought getting him to lead then the race. And then TJ Majors, they did like a side-by-side of uh, the leaders. It was like Logano and Harvick was last yeah. 40 laps. And TJ Majors, who was the old Dale Jr. Uh, spotter, was just constantly being like one back, two back, high side, run come up high, run come up high, clear. Stay there, two back, the, the whole nonstop to get him information. Yeah. And I think it makes it much easier for a driver, especially like Logano's ability, mm. to know that like all the information you don't have to check the mirror constantly. You that's being fed to you, and something that Chase like could not do. Yeah. So, I just kind of thought of this like they spend the entire time they're in a car, they have somebody like telling them where to go, like where the traffic is. You think it's kind of weird for them when they're just like driving like their like street car and. They, someone's, they, someone's just, the, they just don't look at all. Someone's, like, someone's <laughs> in the blind spot. Yeah, like they just don't look, and they're like, oh, I have no radio. Like, my radio isn't working. <laughs> I feel like Chase Elliott, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. so uh, going to our favorite oh, segments yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Did Kyle Wish win? Oh, no. 
Definitely not. <laughs> Did Jimmy Johnson crash? Wasn't a caution, but he smacked the wall. So yep. I'm gonna go with yes. We're still counting it. Yes. Um, and then your personal favorite. Yes. Did Denny check out? Actually, this was not a playoff race. I think he would have, because it's a playoff race. I think he knew that he's like going for the ch- like championship, and I think he's, we won't have any more checkouts unless he like completely dumps his car. Mm-hmm. And I think this actually was the opposite. I think he was like, I gotta dig deep here, and he had some breaks of the cautions, but finishing 15th when he was 29th, that's 14 points. Yeah. Rick Allen quick, would tell you. Quick, quick Rick Allen <laughs> mental math. So, yeah. so I, yeah. I said it was debatable. I said it was a debatable checkout because, like, when shit like that happens to you, like, it's probably just like, God damn it. And, I mean, he's better than all the cars that he passed by. Oh, yeah. Agreed. By so much. So, I said it was kind of debatable. Like, yes, it was good that he finished 15th, but I don't I don't think he really cared that much at that point. Uh, Moving on to our next segment, we're going to Why'd You Stay Out? And there wasn't many candidates for this so i mean do you want to take the easy one i mean william byron uh taking two tires i mean like what what are you doing why are you staying out he fades to like i'll give him credit for at least like testing to see if it works it was so early in the race Mm -hmm. because i think it was that competition caught yes lap 25 he did it Mm -hmm. so that's the only reason i'm not going to hate him too much but when you fade back to like eighth place in three laps you're just like okay not mental note do not do that again yeah a, a, a uh chad uh we're, we're not going to do that again we're not going to take two yeah so i had kyle bush down for like similar to uh buying where it's not like a true like why'd you stay out because he was not really running that well like, he needed to stay yeah, out. yeah halfway through the race he was running like 15th and the team 20th like, he was not running well so definitely getting the track position you can see he finished was it fifth mm-hmm. fifth or sixth so yeah. he, he definitely needed that clean air and that's how they got it so i'll, I'll give kyle bush a pass for that because it like, worked in his favor but it's definitely something that could have bitched you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Then my, because yeah. uh, this is like a tough week for why'd you stay out. I kind of did like a, a slight adjustment to it. I said why'd you stay off, and I have Truex's tape. Mm. Nice. Yes, because I was a uh, very very annoyed watching this we're, race. Being, we're as, we're why, asking why, questions here. Why is this so hard to get a tape? Like if it's like oh, uh, it's it's stuck to my my glove. The guy putting it on or something. I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, like he put it on upside down. Yeah. So he like went to go slap yeah. it on, and it's Just, like. You know, anything that happens one time, I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. When you tell me you can't put tape on for four times or three times in a row, then the fourth time it falls off, I'm like, what kind of tape are you guys using? Go borrow the 18's tape. Go borrow the 11's tape. Yeah. What, who gave you the shitty tape? <laughs> and I don't know exactly like what kind of tape they use. Like it looks like a whole compound of things. Like yeah, it's some just mishmash of crazy chemicals. At that point, just pull out the fucking like duct tape or something. It's 40 degrees. Why is there not tape to start the race? Yeah. God, I, I didn't understand that. Um, just park it. Yeah, so just park it. I had tough as it is. There wasn't a lot of options. I had Eric Jones just because he he got hit like four different times and he, tough day. he like he's not in the playoffs. Like he, he at that point he probably already knew he was going to Richard Petty. He's like whatever. I don't need it. I don't need to go balls out anymore. I don't need this. Yeah, and he just finished twentieth. So like. And as someone who had him, it was uh, it was tough. That's all right. I mean, yeah. you support the team sometimes. Yeah, I had Jimmy Johnson finishing thirty first, and it's almost sad. It's like having an old dog, and you want to go like, walk around the park <laughs> with them or something, and after like they can't go up the stairs like out of your house, you're just like, scratch that walk idea. We're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sit inside and we're gonna watch. Uh, what do you want to watch? Yeah. Oh, you're already asleep. Yeah, it's yep, like, oh. this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the only way you can get it off the couch is to like wave like a hot dog in front of its nose. Yeah. Or something. It's it's bad. I mean, and it wouldn't be so bad if it like was other factors. Like last week was just 
kind of Jimmy hitting the wall. At least beginning of the year, he was like, like at Darlington, he like blew his load in the first stage and crashed. Or uh, it's hell day when he got dumped when he was going for the win. Like, there's other traces where you give him a break because like he's running up there and maybe he's pushing a little too hard because like you give him credit for like going for the win. And he's racing back in like 18th. And this happens. You're like, oh my god, dude. Yeah. Just just pack it up, pack it in. Go home. Yeah. It was a good run. Like, he, those Dover races, he used up, like, all of his championship star power. Oh, he – that was yeah. his career right there. <laughs> that was – that was all of, like, the positive – like, like in – Momentum. In Guitar Hero, you know, when, like, you get your star power and you tilt the guitar up? Yes. That's, like, he used that for those Dover races, and then it ran out, and now he's getting booed by the virtual crowd. <laughs> it's like he uses the he's, he uses all the phone of friends in, the, in those two races. He yeah. saves them for those races, uses them all, and then he's like, any questions, like, ah, shit, I don't know this one. Yeah. I don't know this one. And, the, and this guy this guy is going to drive IndyCar road courses next year. He's on a terrible road course race, so I'll give him that, though. We'll see how it goes. And it's like IndyCar is... Yeah, there's, yeah. A little, yeah, there's more downforce than Indy. Yeah. It is a, you can't really scrape the wall, though, in Indy. So... Back to just park it. Mm-hmm. My other guy was another strong candidate for every single week. It's Clint Boyer. Yep. He finished 26th. It was uh, his last race, his home track at Kansas. His name was on the wall. His name was on the wall. They let him drive in front of the field to start the race. That was – I laughed, Fa- honestly. Fans were, <laughs> fans were lining up head to toe – Making a number fourteen in the grass, <laughs> like it was like preschool. <laughs> this is like a sixth grade walkout for Clint Boyer, and he did not show the local no. fans. And he show. he had a sick car too. Like the car looks so sick. The and local was it Decal? Right? Yeah, it was the Decal or Decal, whatever. And he sucked. He was so bad. <laughs> he he thought he could do a, a Kurt Busch, who uh, has never won Las Vegas till two weeks ago, his home mm-hmm. track. And Boyer is like, I'm going to pull a Kurt Busch. <laughs> who says that? I'm going to yeah. pull a Kurt Busch. It's the first time that's ever been said. So he goes, He, I mean, he says he can go for the win in his home track that he's not statistically very good at, and he finished 26. And it was a, it was a tough show. It, it was tough. It was really tough. Uh, tracks changes the old next segment. I have Chase kind of because he was similar to Vegas, where he looked much stronger in the first half of the race than did the second half. Uh, then I had the reverse for that, where guys were much stronger in the second half, like Joey Logano getting only two stage points, ended up winning the race, looked really good in the top five with clean air. Uh, also, Kyle Busch, we talked about earlier, went from with a mid mid teens twentieth, uh, and then he kind of sat around consistently that like top eight after that. Yeah. Re- really, I guess fifth to eighth, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean that was kind of where, I mean I don't know if we said on the podcast we were kind of talking about like where we thought Kyle Busch was gonna finish was yeah. probably around like that tenth area, and I mean finishing fifth like fuck yeah. Where I, I, where was this the last I the had, last fucking playoff uh, segment? I had a lot of my Fanduel lines because he started like twentieth I think. Yeah, and I figured I penciled him for like a seventh place. I thought that was very fair. Like he's not gonna finish top three. But no. I'll, I'll take a seventh kind no of thing. You finished in top three, but yeah. Uh, I guess Chase maybe made his joke like 15 times now. Maybe his car fell off too because he couldn't make any changes to the car. Yeah, he didn't like. At the, yeah, at that point, like he should have just parked it. Out of anybody on the track, NASCAR should name just park it. Yes, just park it. NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR uh, should just park it. Did you have anyone else for track change? I had one more. I had uh, Tyler Reddick. Oh, and not only because I picked him as my sleeper, mm. but he looked. Pretty good in the beginning of the race. Who's my sleeper, Blaney? Mm, 
I think it was Blaney. I believe it was Blaney. That's a cop out. I didn't want to do it. I asked for permission because I thought he's going to be a tough guy, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did Boyer at the road course, so that's true. Whatever. Yeah, you know, we'll take going to top three. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. He, Reddick looked really good. Like he was running top ten, I believe, after the competition caution. And yeah, he was. And then he just kind of like faded into oblivion and then hit the wall. And it was like, oh, okay, well. The, the same thing happened at the first Kansas race for Reddick. I remember they were like, who's the fastest car on the track? I'll tell you. It's Tyler Reddick yeah. in 12th place. And you're just like, oh, wow, cool. Like, then, thanks, thanks, Mike Joy. Then he gets up to 7th place. And you're like, maybe actually has a chance. And it's like, and Reddick has hit the wall three times now. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yep, he's done. Well, that was fun, Reddick. Maybe yep. you should just love the enthusiasm, love the aggressiveness, love the speed. But maybe you should back it down until like lap 200 before you start doing that like yeah. every single lap. Yeah, he thinks I, I don't think he understands like tire wear. Like he needs like the the tire wear like percentages like in like NASCAR <laughs> games or something like on the screen. You have like, low tire wear. Yeah, it's like oh uh shit, I got seventy percent tire wear on my right sides. I probably can't be running inches from the wall right now. And then my tracks, other last tracks changing, it was and beat a dead horse here, but Truex like stalled out the final fifty laps and he like went up to the top like eight or it went like eighth place really quick. I know drivers are a little bit faster on top eight, but. With or without tape, it didn't really matter. He kind of just, like, stuck there. I didn't think he got up to sixth. Then he ended up finishing ninth. So, he got, like, worse than the day went on. So, it was, like, I thought maybe he wouldn't win, but I thought he'd definitely be a top three guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he cracked the top five all race. So. No, I, I, I can't remember if he did or not. Um, the only way that Truex can spin this off positively if he gets a tape sponsor. Ooh. Like some 3M, they sponsored anybody? They used to sponsor Biffle. They used to. I haven't seen a 3M car in a long time. I don't think Duct Tape's got any sponsors. They Gr- should, oh, they... Gorilla Tape. Ooh, it's That'd a be a good, good car. Because he could run it with like the Ducks Unlimited color. That should be sweet. That's the three like, options, Truex. Just throwing out there for you. Yeah. I mean, if you want to spin this, this is what you got to do. Yeah. Hire us for your uh, marketing team. Yep. We'll design the car, too. Best car. I think we're on the same page here. It was Kevin Harvick. Yes. Most laps led. Fastest, most fastest laps, best green flag speed, best short run speed, best driver rating, and he still had like the sixth or seventh uh, long run speed, but didn't matter. I think he's clearly the best car that he's done like, yeah. all day long. Yeah, I mean the package uh, held him back from the from the win, a hundred percent. Like there's no reason he shouldn't have got by Logano. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he had by far the best car all day. Overachiever. Uh, I guess I'll let you start here. I got a few, so I'll let you go first. I mean, I. I had Joey Logano. Um, I don't know if I had him. Because he... Like, I did not have him, but he, nice. He, like, didn't do anything the first three quarter, the first two stages of the race. Yeah. And then wins the race off pit road. I don't know if Harvick, like, was just slow or something or what. Uh, and then the package allowed him to win the race. So... Yeah, he definitely stole one. I mean, he, it wasn't necessarily slow because, like, all the Penske's are pretty fast all day long. And he looks pretty good starting that, like, all stage three. But, like, you're saying... He had no business winning that I race. think he realistically had, like, a sixth-place car. That's fair. I, I'd agree with that. Because I think Blaney was faster. I think BK was faster. And uh, Bowman. Bowman was faster as well. Yeah, that's fair. I'll, yeah. Clean air definitely means a lot of this package. Mm-hmm. Do you have any else for uh I mean, I had, I had 18 just because, like, he's been brutal all year. Yeah. I mean, finishing top five, not in the playoffs, like, and the car looked good. So, I, I'll throw him in there. I got a laundry list here. <laughs> I got Christopher Bell finishing 10th. Yeah, that's that, a good one. That was a, like, this guy still races, yeah. and he's a rookie. <laughs> it's like, you're already saying this guy still races. Well, I mean, he's older than a good amount of guys on the... Valid point. Yeah. 
he was like it was just like he bullshitted like tenth place. He ran eighth to twelfth like the whole race, mm-hmm. and it's his first top twenty in his last four mile and a half races. I had stack uh, stat check because <laughs> I'm like this guy's not good at mile and a halves. So it's definitely like a pleasant surprise to see it, and I'll mm-hmm. give him like a little tip the cap to Chris Bell's good race. Uh, I had Corla Joy finishing twenty third, <laughs> just because. Nice job. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> and then my favorite is everyone who finished 16th to 20th, I consider an overachiever. <laughs> Do you want to hear the list of guys? Yeah, read them off. Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. John Hunter. Okay. Bubba. Yep. McDowell. Mm-hmm. Jones. I hit Jones there because that's a day I used to just park at Jones. That's a day where you have a hole in your grill and you hit the wall. That's where you just you throw, you're done. Mm-hmm. And he still finished 20th fleet lap. Nice job. Yeah, I mean, that's just how much better that Gibbs cars are than everybody else. They can have holes in the grill and missing part of their fender and still finish 20th. Yeah, so it was just hilarious to me. The, the, that that grouping together, I'm like, wow, that's the, okay. <laughs> that's an interesting group racing together. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a wild group. Uh, going to underachievers, I had, these are lazy ones, but Denny and Reddick, uh, especially Denny because it's a playoff thing because they hit the wall. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a lazy one. I also have another lazy one with Truex for getting up to the top five and then fizzling out and mm-hmm. all the tape drama kind of thing. So those were two lazy ones. My favorite one, underachiever, Hendrick Engines. Mm, yeah, I did put Kurt down. Yeah. yeah. So, like, obviously not his fault. but And it's also kind of tough when you have a car that literally has your name on it with Byron. Byron had the Hendrick cars. Yeah. So, like, when you have your name on a car and then one of the and, one of your engines and, blows. And then Bowman had, like, the Chevy parts. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the biggest fuck you to Kurt. Like, uh, they were probably testing the engine out and, like, some went wrong. Like, ooh. Yeah, like, ooh, this, this could be a playoff. This could be a, a chase engine for Texas. We'll yeah. see if it works out. <laughs> um, and then I had Eric Jones. Not by – Oh, man. Not just – I mean, it was a tough race for the guy. I, I He was good. Like, he should have finished top seven. Yeah. I would say he's underachieved. Yeah. Even if – he put a whole like we we've talked about him enough, yeah. but it was a tough race. Best schemes, uh, easy easiest pick is the Kyle Busch M and M's. Oh yes. Uh, I also then the, the very common Byron Hendrick. Uh, what's it? Yep. Hendrick, Hendrick Dealer, Cars. HendrickCars.com. Hendrick yeah. I also had I don't know the sponsor. It might be the Prove Care or it's called. Yeah. Oh the um, the Christopher Bell Green Car. Ger- Germania. Or is that Her- what it is? Hermania Germania Insurance. Yes, I, I wrote some other that. That's yeah. the one that he raced also with the Daytona Road Course against mm-hmm. that, that green '95 car. It's like green and it like looks black good. with like like I don't know if they're yellow stripes or like yellow like pinstripes. Along yeah, it. yeah, it looks good. Um, that, that's all I really had. And then I had Boyers to call. Oh yeah, I had like yeah. the, those eagles on the side yeah. with a white hood. I had that cash. as well too. I completely forgot, but yeah, that car was sick. Um, the uh, Matty D's Wrangler scheme. Okay, so I, I knew I knew I was. I set you up for this one. So yeah, so I, I had this as a uh, – we did this earlier too, the best but also the worst because it's a great scheme. The problem is it's a stolen scheme. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same scheme Blaney used for last year and the year before that. They just flipped the two and the one around. So it's a cool scheme. I love the scheme, but then it's like we juggle. We hate people using the same scheme. If you're going to use the same sponsor, change the scheme like auto uh, auto owners do with Truex and Jones mm-hmm. so they're a tad bit different. But when you use the same exact scheme for different drivers and like the numbers are different, but everything else is the same, it just looks weird to me. I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. But I, I haven't seen the scheme in a while. Good scheme. So it's it good is a good scheme. scheme. Um, and then I had Ricky Stenhouse's NASCAR. Oh, I forgot to use that as a good yeah. car. I haven't seen a NASCAR in a minute. NASCARs are. I remember like Gibbs. You always used to have NASCAR. Kyle Busch. Yeah, Kyle Busch. I think uh, he made his own rowdy drink to kind of ruin that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even seen that drink in a store. I don't even know if they sell it. I think you have to buy it online. 
wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, who cares? You get you get a free case of winning gets. That's that was a joke. That's probably. That was, I'm just gonna, I'm just yeah. gonna. Um, and then uh, <laughs> so I think that's actually it for best schemes. Do you have any more? No worst schemes. I'm gonna. I'll take two seconds to gloss over this. I have Harvick, Hamlin, Custer, Bowman. If you listen to the podcast, you know why. Yep. I'm sick of the same schemes. Yep. I also had uh, 38 because he ran that speedy cash. I still think it's oh, a speedway it's a, one. It's a phony. I hate um, it. 34 as usual. Like fucking loves d- car. D- you should. It doesn't matter what car. It is to say a 34. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I had the 32 because it was. I was very confused when I saw Plan B on the side of the car. He ran oh, plan yeah. B sales. So like when you run a Trump car and then you run a plan B car, I'm very confused. Like yes. I don't I don't know like the backstory besides behind plan B, but apparently it's just some sales yes. consulting or they sell I, I they know. sell a lot of the NASCAR diecast. So I had this issue too where I made a joke about plan B sales or plan B, I made that same thing you were talking about, and someone's just like, Oh, big abortion guy. I was like, Hey man, I was just making a comment that plan B in a NASCAR is kind of funny to me that I didn't realize that's something completely different. Just like the speed cache is different. Just like the loop thing was different. I need these context. Throw like, me off. Like you need to give context. I don't need to look these schemes up before the race. You need You're, to. You need to change your sponsor. Plan B. It's. It's like World Wildlife Federation or World World Wildlife Foundation and the World Wrestling. Yeah, with Feder- the with the panda on it. Yeah. yeah how how they have to change the name because yeah. like they're confusing them together. One of the Plan Bs has to change the name. You yeah. Can, one of them has to. Preferably the Plan B sales. Cause now I'm confused. Cause I think Plan B. I always think of now the the the, the over the over the counter product. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I just don't. I, I wonder which one came first, the pill or the sales, or the uh, the diecast sales. I, we could probably search this and we'll probably figure it out. I yeah. I mean, I out. I could look it up right now. Um, but going off of worst schemes, there was no blank schemes again. Again. Is it because of the playoffs? Everybody's just getting schemes. I, it has sponsors. To be. Like it has right. to be, and it, it's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah. Like even like, it's more a buzzkill than Buzz Killington. Yeah. The prime candidates for no schemes are actually running like decent looking cars. Like what the fuck's going on? I love it. The world is the world's going. And to our shit. best and our the best drivers using the same boring schemes every week. What is like? God damn it! What is going on? I actually don't mind the Harvick Jimmy John's car. I don't like the mobile. I don't like the mobile one. Oh, stinks. Um, the Hunt Brothers Pizza. Like it would be a lot better if you could fucking win in it. Oh, could it be Texas Preview. Foreshadowing. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind the Jimmy Johns. It's not as best. It's very average. I'll say that. Speaking of Hunt Bros, let's just guess, let's just jump right into Texas then. Mm-hmm. Harvick will be using the Hunt Bros scheme, which he's never won in. Nope. He is the clear odds-on favorite. He's at like a little over two and a half to one on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. And he's well deserved. He looked at the best car last week at Kansas. He has won the last three Texas fall races. Mm-hmm. He's finished top ten in twelve straight Texas races. He was top six in ten of those. <laughs> uh, he's been he's basically been a top five car in mile and a half all season. Has been his biggest strength. But like I said, he was fastest car last week. So things are looking up for Harvick this week. And the only thing against this. Because his odds are so low, I haven't seen anyone under three to one. It's been him and Chase Elliott at the uh, the Roval two weeks ago. I haven't seen anyone else under three to one in a long time. Yeah. So I think that's not great odds for anybody in NASCAR, especially with the mile and a half we've had. Like if you look back at it, we've had Logano kind of steal one. We've had Custer steal one. We've had Kurt steal one. Uh, I, I guess looking back, the only guy to really win that deserved it recently has been like the Hamlin wins at Homestead and at uh, 
Kansas in the, in mm-hmm. the summer. At Texas, uh, Dylan stole it. So, like, four of the last five mile and a halves have been someone got track position and held the lead so that the best card is actually win. That's the only drawback to Harvick, and there's not a lot of like, room for making money off it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I mean, like, Harvick's led, like, 200 more laps in the last seven races than anybody else. Yeah. Like, this guy is... Pretty much a full race. Yeah. This guy is fucking flying. Uh, so, didn't little expand this a little bit. I had Harvick and Hamlin as tier one. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of very, this was a very tough week for me to figure out like how to separate guys. It's almost all like gut feelings, and we did not do well last week. Gut feelings talking about Logano winning. So Hamlin is at plus five fifty. He's your uh, your second in favorites, I guess we can call him, or another uh, really big contender. And he was in position to win Texas in the summer. He got the track position based off a of pitch strategy, but it would have put him ahead of Blaney with like twenty laps to go. And I think he'd been a, a hold off Blaney because he had that, that gap. And then he won Texas uh, th- three three races ago. The three Texas races ago he won. And he's had the best car or in position to win the last four mile and a half tracks. So that includes uh, winning at Kansas. That includes uh, Las Vegas, the other Kansas race, and then Texas, where he's definitely been a contender again with the best cars. So that's why I think he's definitely someone to, again, bounce back to after last week. So he definitely has a speed. He won stage two still last mm-hmm. week. So don't credit his 15th place for his, like, a, he ran 15th all day long. Yeah. Uh, I So I have Denny this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Denny is in a prime position Ooh. to bounce back this week. Ooh. Denny is due. He's had a bit of a – since the playoffs started, he's been a – Shaky. He's been, he's been fast, but he's been shaky. Yeah, his uh, mental checking out, that's that's the issue, is why we started the segment, is Denny checking out. I think he's had a bit of an issue. Like, he kind of coasted through the first two first two rounds. Like, he didn't really need to win. Um, now he needs to win, and I but I think this is probably his best bet to do it. I was going to say mental aptitude, but I don't know if that's the correct word or if it's a word at all. Ap- aptitude? I'm not sure. I thought I thought it was a word. I don't know. I think I've heard that before at Ap- some point in my life. But yeah, we can roll with it. Yeah, we're okay. we're gonna say he doesn't have the mental aptitude recently. Sure. Uh, moving to tier two, I actually call it tier two A, mm. and I just have it as Team Penske. Yeah, I mean, I think as a whole, <laughs> they looked like they looked like top five. All of them. Well, got on late, obviously, but BK was consistently up front. Blaine mm-hmm. is consistently up front. Last week at Kansas. Uh, they are pretty strong amount of halves as a unit together anyway. Uh, just going through some like the highlights of it, Blaney, who is a uh, 13-1, was by far, by far the best car at Texas in the summer. Mm-hmm. He won both stages, led the most laps. Like He was in position to win the race, or I guess he was a little bit throughout second behind Hamlin, but he was just like, he was fantastic. So I definitely think it might continue over for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been strong at Vegas and at Kansas, our last two mile and a half. We finished uh, like, top six or seven in both. So I think he's definitely a guy that can compete for our top five again. Logano, he now jumped like eight and a half to one. He was like seventeen to one last week. He wins one mile and a half, and everyone jumps on his case and doubles up his eyes. I don't yeah. knock that value, but the reason he has that value is because he's got top seven in Texas eight of the last nine races. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't suck here, that's for sure. Yes, <laughs> and then he won. Obviously, he's been hit or miss a mile and a half this year, but winning at Kansas definitely helps him. So mm-hmm. there's a reason why he's up there. Uh, it's just going to be tough to win back-to-back mountain halves. I think that's been shown all year long. Yeah, and he doesn't need to win. Yeah. 
but maybe he'll take a chance and do some more pitch strategy or something because he has that extra, like, they'll win this pocket kind of thing. Yeah, so he'll just be bullshitting around in, like, eighth place, just blocking people left and right. <laughs> uh, BK is next at 17-1 around Tier 2A, a.k.a. the Penske tier. Uh, he only has one top 10 in the last five Texas races, which is not ideal at all, and it was, but it was this most recent Texas race in the summer where he finished ninth. But he's been top 10 in most mile and a half this season, including a fourth at Kansas last week. He's just that guy that I feel like even when we doubt him, he's when he gets that winning go, shit, kind of forgot BK. Yeah. But he's, I, he's, he's pretty good. So <laughs> Yeah, I thought last week was going to be that week. I kind I was uh, very confident in BK last week. Um but it was it wasn't his week. He still he still looked very good though. I thought for a second when he was he again finishing fourth when he got to third, and Harvick and Logano were still kind of like duking it out. I thought he was gonna sneak up and kind of like steal one, mm-hmm. and then he faded and Bowman passed him for third. But I was just like, for for five laps, I was like I was watching the ticker, just looking at the intervals for how far back he was. I'm like, okay, PK might have a chance here. <laughs> uh, jumping into the next tier, which is tier two B. Uh, Elliot starts off, again, he only has one top 10, just like BK in his last five Texas races, but he's been strong at Kansas and Vegas, leading over 40 laps in each of them. He's just that guy, 12 to 1, if I mentioned that, he's just that guy that he's been running really well the last two months, and it looks like they're in, like, championship form, I guess, and I don't think he's going to win, but he has, it wouldn't be surprising if he did win. That's why I threw him in, like, like the, eh, maybe have a chance to win, tier 2B. Yeah, he, Chase is he's always that guy. He's yeah. he's kind of like BK. Like you're Agreed. never surprised when he wins. Yes. Uh but you're also never surprised when he's in like 14th. Correct. So, yeah, I I I agree with Chase. I think he's a tier 2B driver. I had Kyle Busch next at 13 to 1 because he's not going to win. Let's just be <laughs> let's be honest. He's not going to win, but just like last week, I think he's going to run like 6th place the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's he's got four top 10s in the last five Texas races with one win. He's been top 11 in eight of the last nine mile and a half tracks. That includes three top sixes in the last four. Yeah. So I think he's going to run that same like fifth to seventh range, and that's where we'll kind of finish, so nothing too crazy. The last guy in 2B was Truex Jr. Don't think he's going to win again. This is this is, 2B is going to – these guys win. I'm not super surprised, but I just don't see it happening. No, I agree. Truex – He's kind of been struggling on t- at Texas, especially for he's usually really good at mile and a half. He only has one top five in his last seven Texas races. We liked him last week because of all of his speed and mile and a half in this whole season. And he looked like it last week too, but until the little tape issue or whatever. So I'm going to throw him in there. It wouldn't surprise me. I just don't see it. Uh, jumping into the sleepers, unless you see anything else on Truex. No, I mean, Truex, he's just kind of he's just a guy this week. Sleepers? I threw Rolla as this uh, mini note because he's got four straight Texas top tens. He was one of the fastest cars in the summer race. He's actually the second highest driver rating behind Blaney. And last fall when Harvick dominated the Texas race, Rolla finished second. So I think if he piggybacks off of Harvick's like, cycle or pit cycles or setups, I think it would be another strong race for Rolla. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Stuart Haas, though, is – Harvick is going to do whatever he wants to do. And it, so, like, especially at this race, if you're going to want to win, which rolls out of the playoffs, so he probably, like, wouldn't be in a strategy to beat Harvick. But you're going to have to be kind of like – I feel like you're going to have to be a kind of – like an alternate strategy. Right. Um, And, like I said, like, he's not in the playoffs. 
the team isn't gonna like be like, oh, hey, we we want to go out and win this race and fuck over Harvick. I just yes, I just look at these guys as maybe we don't think of them as top five finishers. They could finish mm-hmm. top five. I think definitely see a Rolla. Next, I have Bowman, who is my questionable. What the fuck are the odds makers doing? Pick of the week. They have Bowman at thirty five to one, and he only has one top ten at Texas. It was a fifth place last fall, but this guy's finished top eight in the last three mile and a halfs. He finished third last week, was sneaky close to the leaders, under a second behind them. He finished fifth at Vegas, but he's going to cycle out the leader if it wasn't for that late caution. So you have a guy who's been a top three car, basically, the last two mile and a halfs, and you're not you're putting him at 35-1. to 1, When I have the other guy as a sleeper, is Eric Jones, he's 21-1. to 1. Like, I don't understand how they made that. And Bowman's in the playoffs. I I don't understand that at all. Yeah. There's a lot of tomfoolery going around. Yeah. So, I guess Jones, I have him at 21-1 as a sleeper because six straight Texas top tens with three top fives. He had a tough day uh, at Kansas, obviously, but he had three stra- uh, three straight top eights on mile and a half before that. I think mm-hmm. it'll be, again, maybe not top eight, but I think it would be top ten for sure locked up. I agree. Last guy, I have Kurt Busch just because he doesn't look terrible uh, this year. He's been strong in the mile and a half-ish where, like, He's finished top 10 in seven of the last eight of them of this season. He has seven straight Texas top 10s. The one thing that worries me, he's zero top fives. Mm. So he's a prime candidate of that, like, six to 10th range. So these last four guys are just top 10. Mm-hmm. Bowman, I think, can contend for the win. But the other three guys just, like, top 10-ish, but nothing too crazy. I know I kind of covered, what was that, like, 10 drivers here. So I covered, like, a third of the field. Mm-hmm. But these mile and a half, there's – with this package too, it's it's yeah. wide open. And we didn't we admit we only think there's only like four or five guys that could probably win this race unless yes. something stupid happens like pit cycle. But in mm-hmm. terms of pure speed, I only like three or four guys. No, yeah, I mean, the only guy the only guys that I re- like is you already covered them: Harvick, Denny, and Blaney. I think those three guys are definitely like yeah. In a you had Blaney in tier two A. Yeah, I think he yeah. like he's, he's a there. weird cutoff kind yeah, of spot. I yeah, I think those three guys are definitely in a a tier of their own. So switching to FanDuel. Uh, we've had some mixed results. I mean, it does suck when we pick Truex and he doesn't run that well and just don't pick the winner. It's kind of tough. But mm-hmm. let's uh, let's look at what we got going this week, and you have it set up here. Yep. What is the strategy for Texas? So it's kind of the same strategy as last week, is just loading up on the guys that have a chance to win and praying to God that they don't crash and then finding some guys at the back of the field that are, are going to finish the race like plus five. That's all you need. And because if you can pick the winner, um, so like Harvick, obviously the odds on favorite, he's starting first though. And he's the most expensive guy. If anything happens, like you're going to, you're immediately out. And the pole sitters, Sugan that have kind of struggled all year long. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it was kind of because the pole sitters before a random draw, but since they've changed it to the new formula, even with that, the, the guys who start first, I don't think have finished like top three at all. So it's been I, – I was, I was off the top of my head. I have to actually look at the stats. But I know for a fact we haven't had like a pole sitter win a race in a while. Yeah. So, like, Harvick, yes, he's odds-on favorite. I don't blame you if you put him in. Uh, but know the risks. I think Harvick is almost – you should do – if you do multiple lineups, you have to have him in a few. But you also mm-hmm. have to have one where you fade him because yeah. you know he's going to be so highly owned that if he doesn't issue, you can definitely capitalize. But you also want to be the idiot like who Harvick leads 200 laps and wins. You go, oh, man, that, that's on no. me. Yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. why not? My bad. That? My bad, yeah. guys. Um, a guy that I really like this week for FanDuel is uh, Denny. He starts seventh. 
Uh, like I said, prime bounce back candidate. Uh, he easily is a top three car. Could could uh, lead some laps for you. Get some extra points. And then Blaney. I think Blaney is probably a lock for lineups. Yes, he's going to be highly owned for sure. And he definitely looks fast too. I mean, he's been a, like we said, best car at Texas in the summer. He's been a top five car the last two mile and a half. So he's definitely got to look into. Yes, I agree. Um, and like, so there's a bunch of guys that I didn't really like. Uh, well, Eric Jones starting 17th. He's 10,700. That's another guy who I, he probably will be highly owned. Uh, but I think it's worth putting him in. Kozlowski starting third. I didn't really have much interest in. Uh, or Bowman starting fifth is that's a weird spot to be in for agreed. Bowman. Like he's ten thousand. He's affordable. He could be like your third guy in your like of your top three. But fifth is that's probably pretty accurate of like where he's gonna finish. So one of the things that's really been throwing me in for loop was I kind of hit the sleepers very well last week. I didn't hit the top guys very well because like I didn't have Logano. I didn't have Harvick. Uh, I only had Bowman like one or two of my lineups, but so I missed on those. I didn't have BK. So I really missed on the top four, which kind of sucked. I went very heavy Joe Gibbs, and mm-hmm. they kind of had some issues or weren't as quick as I thought they were going to be. But I did nail a lot of the sleeper guys, your low run guys. I had McDowell. I had John Hunter. I had LaJoy. All finished top 23. I had Dibodetto in a couple. He finished, I think it was 11th or 12th. The issue is now, due to the formula, they're all going to start higher up. Yeah. So it really has thrown me for a loop looking at this, where they're all starting in the top 25 now, or like with Joey starting 28th, I believe. And, yeah, 28th. So it's really throwing in a loop of, like, how do I mix these guys in when I lose that value of them starting 30th? Now they're starting 23rd. It's like, oh, shit, like, I'm losing points there. Yeah. So this week's definitely interesting. I actually might do a more balanced lineup instead of top-loading my, like, two or three big hitters then throwing a couple of dumpster guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy, it's such a risky move, but Kenseth is starting 32nd. I, he, he's just such a, <laughs> such a bag. He's, it's tough. It's That would be if, – if you put Kenseth in your lineup, you got balls. I'll tell you that. Yes. Do you have your – what is your ideal lineup right now? And again, obviously we'll post where we're going to – our lineups we submit. But, like, right now it's, it's, it's kind of tough right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll throw something together. I I kind of have a basic idea of what I want to do. Um, and like I said, I kind of told you a couple of the locks. It, it, like some of these prices, I just don't understand either. So like, how is William Byron eighty five hundred? If if you wanted to fade Harvick, for example, here's just a base lineup where I kind of threw it together. Uh, it's gonna revolve on Corey LaJoy because he's only four thousand. I think he's always undervalued. Even starting twenty eighth, even if he finishes thirtieth, like whatever for four thousand dollars, it's fine. And the top guys I went with where it's again it's kind of risky, but you can do a Hamlin, a Blaney, a Bowman, and you can put a BK or a Jones in. Mm-hmm. So you're getting three guys who realistically could win. Wouldn't shock us. We have two of our guys who put in like that like tier one slash one B with like Blaney and Hamlin, and then Bowman we thought was a wild card because he's starting fifth. But he's showing the speed. Then you get BK, who say it could be due, or you could start Jones starting 17th. Like mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a lineup that could make some noise. Uh, if you want to fade that too, like you could try to work it around to get Harvick, but it's gonna be you're gonna lose some uh, on the back end here. You, you yeah. have to you have to jump from Blaney to Kyle Busch if you wanted to get Harvick in. Yeah, and I, th- I don't think that's a winning lineup. No. Um. Yeah. Like I was I was kind of I also had Denny Blaney. 
Um, and then I threw Jones in there. I threw Rolla in there. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, my boy Priest is kind of starting back where I'd like him to start in 29th. Threw okay. Priest in yeah. there. It's Priest been, might be a good guy this you're week. You're back on the Priest. It's been a while. Uh, he did crash last week, though. No, it's good. No, you want guys off a of crash because like, crashing back-to-back weeks is rare. Or like, kind of rare for some guys. But I think Priest is a prime back-to-back crash candidate. We, it's funny. We were talking about Priest and how he's on a run recently. It was about how Jones is on a run. <laughs> and then, they, then they crash yeah. right afterwards. And we should know, like, the law of averages, which I always like, go with, like, like betting kind of mm-hmm. thing. If some team's, like, hot, I always try to fade them because you know they're going to come back to earth. And I think Priest and uh, Jones have happened to them. Even mm-hmm. if they had speed, like, it's just the way NASCAR works, the way, that, like, the way things work, like, you're going to get an accident here and there. Yeah, and I was very concerned. We were talking about Jones on the way to go watch the race, and I told you I was I was concerned. Hesitant. Yeah, I was very hesitant on uh, taking him because he was due. He was due for this. And he's, now it makes sense. Now he's signed. Um, good for him, but damn it. I needed yeah. you. So – I mean, outside of that, and we'll post maybe some more in-depth things on it, but uh, and we'll post our exact lineups. Uh, the big thing is here again, especially these mile and a half, so you got to nail the winner because that's just where the most points are. At yeah. least, or if there's a, if there's a guy who leads two iron laps, you're probably gonna need him to have, have that guy in your lineup. Uh, clean races are good races for lineups. Anytime he gets a dumpster fire, you're probably gonna lose a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, was it Senhouse at Talladega when every single person had him. Yep. <laughs> But outside of that, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I don't have any other notes on the fan duel here. No, that, that's about it. Oh, uh, I mean, Jimmy. Jimmy, too. He's 9,800. Jimmy did run well yeah. in the fall race. He had, uh, he hit the wall. I remember. He, I, I mean. he Yeah, he hit the wall and it slowed him down. But he hit some speed and maybe this is his last hurrah. Yeah. He's been really strong at Texas in the past. So they love him in Texas. Hurrah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably say thanks, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna line up? That's a lot of people to line up forty-eight, head to toe, oh, in the grass. And what? Wait, what was it? The, John, the Jimmy Tunnel? What was the thing at Dover? They renamed the thing, and it looked like it was horrible. It was hilarious. Was it Dover? I do. I do remember they. I might have been. Right, regardless, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week again. We will cover the Texas race and give you our results and how we did. Uh, I will say my picks were not good last week. Mm. But I will redeem myself. I'm fired up for Texas. Yep. And uh, what else we got? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Boom. Wish I was back in Texas. The ocean's no place for a squirrel. Wish I was in Texas. I can do is cry